This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Good day, my dear listener. Once again, you are welcome to the program Law Matters. This is Adventist World Radio, and we are here to discuss matters of the law that bother you. My name is David Aj Amankwa, and today I'm also I'm privileged to have lawyer Clement Mafo with me. We are still dis- trying to answer the questions that bother your mind. Last week we discussed marriage, and then we discussed the types that are recognized under our laws. We didn't go details, and I made a promise to you that. The next time we meet, we'll discuss into details the types of law, sorry, the types of um, marriages. Now is the time for us to discuss. And so I'll welcome lawyer to the studio and then we go into um, a deeper discussion of the types of marriages that we have and those that are uh, endorsed by the Bible. Okay, lawyer, welcome once again to the studio. Thank you very much. I hope you had a good weekend, lawyer. Yes, I have. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks to God. And um, the last time we met, we were trying to answer questions on marriage, and we, you helped us, uh, you helped us explain the types of marriages that we have. But because of time, we couldn't go in, into details. And I promised the listeners that we're going to discuss that into de- uh, details with the next time we met. And by the grace of God, we have we are here today. So today, I want us to go into details and discuss the types of the, uh, marriages that are recognized under law and what entails uh, all the types. So first of all, lawyer, um, I, I would be happy if you could repeat what uh, the types of marriages we have in law. Thank you very much. You remember the, uh, that last week we were looking at types of marriages that we have. And I told listeners that um, we use the Ghanaian law as a decoy. So I was saying that um, we have four different types of marriages. So I made mention of the ordinance marriage. I also made mention of the Muhammadan's marriage. Okay. I also talked about the customary, former customary law marriage. Then I went ahead also to state that we have one called informal customary law marriage. Um, for the Muhammadan's marriage, as I indicated last week, it is the marriage that has been sanctioned in the Holy Quran by uh, Prophet Muhammad and it is by that procedure that our brothers and sisters Muslims do follow to marry so all the marriages the due marriages that have been taking place among the Muslims the duly ones are all called Muhammadan's marriage then I also mentioned the marriage by ordinance or the ordinance marriage. I also mentioned the customary law marriage, the former one, which is how people marry according to their customs, the recognized and accepted customs of people, how they marry without going to the marriage's office or following the uh, Muhammadan's marriage. It's what we call the former customary law marriage. Today we would like to take it one after the other. First of all, let's take the marriage by ordinance you know marriage by ordinance in most constitutions in this world emanated from the english law 
So most countries call it the English marriage, the English marriage. This is a marriage where the procedure, you have to first of all go to the marriage's office. The marriage's office, then you pick a form. The, the, the supposed husband and wife will pick a form, they will fill the form. And that form is called the notice. The notice is always placed at the notice board at the marriage's office. The notice board within the community where you live and the notice board of your various churches, you put them there. It says that, having put it there, you, you have within three weeks to marry. What it means is that after three weeks of the posting of, or the posting of this notice on the notice board, if you don't marry, then you need another notice or a fresh notice before you can marry. So when you paste the notice there, it should not exceed three weeks before you marry. What, what, what is the essence of that placing that notice there? I mean, two people have agreed to marry, come to the, the registry. What is the essence of placing notices at various points? This is a very important question. You see, the law has it that there may be somebody who is not in agreement to the said marriage that you people are plotting to marry. Okay. So when you paste or you post the notice there, it will come to the notice of the whole world. So whoever is not in agreement with the said marriage will write on the notice forbidden. Forbidden. So when the word forbidden is, write, is written on the notice, it means you cannot marry. Then you, you will refer the matter to the marriages registry. So, so lawyer, if I'm getting you right, wherever the notices, notices are placed, let's say I, I'm in the same church with the, the, the uh, would-be couple, and then the notice is placed at the end, on the notice board of the church, and I see it, and maybe I have uh, um, reservations to the marriage. I just have, I just need to write on the notice. Forbidden. Just write across the notice. And Forbidden. I, and how is it? How is the the registry going to see that I've written something there? You see, you either report to the registry or the one who wrote it will report to the registry. Okay. Ideally, you see, the law the law is so rigid that ideally all those notices are placed there by the marriage's registry. Okay. And okay. It, he will come and take same. However, you see, the law believes that a, a priest, a pastor, a bishop, whoever, is so pure and clean that he also abides by law and will follow the rudiments of the law. Other than that, when you are marrying, the marriage registrar should follow you till the last day you will sign the marriage certificate okay. before he takes okay. the registrar's copy back. But it is because of the belief that the law has in the uh, pastors and the priests and the bishops that they give those notices to them for them to go and do the necessary processes. So as I was saying, if the forbidden is written, the, the, the document will be taken to the marriages registry. The will be couple who go there, then the one who wrote the forbidden will also go there. Then the registry will sit down, sit all of you down, and ask and see whether or not indeed whatever reservation that person has is in fact in law and that therefore needs to be dealt with or there is no sense in whatever he's saying. If there is no sense and then and that you people can go ahead and marry, then the, the register will allow you to go and marry. If there is a sense in whatever he's saying, then the marriage will be stopped. Then you'll be heard by the registry and if it needs to be cancelled, it will be cancelled. 
Okay. That is why the notices are pasted there. Okay, lawyer. So, so the point I'm getting from it is that um, I may have a reason to object to that marriage, but then that reason should be reason in law. That is true. I, I just can't sit somewhere. See, and let me throw you back. I, 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 I just don't like the people. No, no, no. I go and I say, well, I can't agree to this marriage. There are, there are, there are certain cardinal reasons that will not or permit you to marry each other. For instance, uh, we call something consanguinity when you, you relate in blood in a way. Okay. Consanguinity, you are not allowed to marry. If the parties are not of age, you see, in law, it should be at least, at least 21 years plus one day before you can marry on your own. And therefore, if the person is marrying, the person is less than 21, it means you cannot marry. And therefore, the person will write forbidden and come and prove to the, the registry that, in fact, you are I have agreed. As yes. a person, I'm, I'm, I'm in the laws of Ghana. By 18, you you are. I don't know about other By 18, you cannot marry. You have to marry at the age of 21, 21. plus one, plus one day, not even, 21 days. <laughs> so even though the indi as an individual, I have decided to uh, marry. 20 plus someone one can just go and write up forbidden, and then the person's reason may be that I am not of age, okay. and the registrar will listen. The age is 20 plus one, but as I said, it will depend upon jurisdiction okay. by jurisdiction. But in law, it should be 20 plus one okay. if you are taking the Ghanaian law as a decoy. So if you are also not up to that level, the person can also write forbidden. If consanguinity has to where you, the, the, the person can write forbidden. If each or any of the parties were, were forced, as it were, you see, it, sh it should be a union for life freely, you understand? Okay. So if you were forced in a way, or you, you, you were, you know, induced to marry, then the person can still write forbidden and come and tell the registry why you shouldn't, or you cannot marry because of A or B. So, among the factors, these are a few that the person can write. And if that forbidden is written, then it means you cannot marry and therefore um, the, the registry will sit down and, you know, also reject the marriage. But after 21 days or the three weeks, nothing has happened, then you have to marry. Okay. It is only when you are marrying, as it were, about to, you know, that is where you have to sign the marriage certificate. It is very interesting to know that the balloons and the champagnes and the gowns and the shoes and the best men and the best women that or what bridesmaid that you you bring to the church does not or they do not make the marriage. It is not necessary at all. It is not necessary. It doesn't hold any water. Okay. And you have to also know that when it comes to ordinance, the marriage should be between six a.m. and six p.m. Any time beyond that, you have not you have divorced yourself already. Oh, okay. So you should marry in the day. Yes, you have to marry in the day. <laughs> you can't go and hide in somewhere in the night and come and tell us that in the night, in the day that you got married. We are talking about ordinance. Ordinance. Only. Okay. Okay. Then okay. again, whoever, whoever becomes the pastor or the bishop or the father or whatever to celebrate the marriage should be a recognized, ordained, registered pastor. So you cannot bring any other body and take him somewhere, or the, your car master, or your church elder, because the pastor did not come, let me bless the marriage. No. He cannot. A, a not just a pastor. A registered. A ordained, registered, okay. recognized pastor. In a church that is registered under the marriages okay. act, or the okay. registry. You cannot go to a certain classroom and build a certain shed, decorate the place, and say you are coming to do your wedding or your ordinance marriage there, the place should be registered. Even if you are going to a certain hotel, somebody's beautiful house, somebody's beautiful gardens, that particular venue 
to be a registered venue under the marriages office where people can marry. Okay. And so going to somebody's beautiful house with wonderful flowers and uh, wonderful balloons or whatever does not make it a marriage. But when you marry at a registered venue, Blessed by a registered, recognized, ordained pastor okay. in a recognized state. Then that is when you can, you can say that you have married... Uh, under the ordinance. ordinance. Okay. okay. So you need to get a registered, uh, uh, an ordained, registered pastor. pastor. And also uh, the place the church, should also be yes. registered. And the church should be a recognized, ordained church. You see, as, as Africans, there are so many churches, you can even have some under certain sheds, somebody's classroom. Uh, there are people who even marry in certain hotels, certain nice houses, let me put it that way. Now the question is whether or not the said house or hotel is registered. If it is not, then it means you have flouted the marriages law. And therefore, in your eyes you have married, but in the eyes of the law, there is no marriage. Nothing has taken place. Nullified. Yes. Wow. So that is, summarily, that is how ordinance marriage is. And as I said, when you marry, it is between the two of you, to the exclusion of all others in the ordinance marriage. What people call, in other countries, they call it white marriage. People call it Christian marriage. No matter what we call it, ordinance. Marriage under the ordinance. Very well, lawyer. So, so um, my question is, um, does, does the ordinance ma marriage, um, we will discuss polygamy in, in, in some of, in one of our discussions, but um, I want to quickly look at this. Does ordinance, ordinance marriage make room for polygamy? No, not at all. That is why I gave the definition last week or so, I think last week. I said, when you say marriage under the ordinance, it means a union for life between one biological man and one biological woman to the exclusion of all others. Okay. Okay. That is the meaning of ordinance marriage. Okay. And therefore, you cannot marry any other person. Okay, so anybody that, that agrees to marry under the ordinance means that the person has agreed to just be you, with one yes. man, one woman. Yes, you must go by that rule only, that rule only, that definition, very simple. You make sure, one, you are a biological man, the person you prepare to marry is a biological woman, you are making a union for life, and it is to the exclusion of everybody before you can come under the ordinance marriage. Okay. As I indicated earlier, there are certain times where, when it comes to other marriages, culture would dif differentiate itself from another culture a certain tribe will be different from however when it comes to the ordinance the law is that it should be one man one wife wow interesting 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 well yeah maybe the last question um before we round up the discussion on this we we are still not able to exhaust um, this discussion so i'm sure next week we'll continue with the other types of marriages but then let's say um i'm a woman and then I'm, 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 a man marries me under the ordinance and now I see that the man is trying to, you know, get another woman. How does the law help me? You see, uh, the law speaks simpliciter. One man, one woman, you marry. Anything short of this, for instance, as you're saying, if the man decides to marry another woman, okay. then rigidly it calls for divorce. Because the law says that it should be one man, one woman. So if he is insistent, then one should go for whoever wants to come to come. And therefore, uh, this one, when you go to court for divorce, is very simple. I mean, it is one of the cardinal points upon which you can base your argument to divorce somebody. Wow. So, so if the man is courting somebody, then you call for divorce so that you get your peace. Because 
you cannot marry two people under the ordinance. But, but I can't the, the, the court or maybe the law, the law force him, as it were, to, to you know, because once you have agreed, maybe, maybe. I've seen that the man is trying to do that, but I, I, as, as maybe, a, maybe a Christian, and I'm, I don't um, think divorce is an option for me. Can the law or maybe the court assist see, me or try to help see, let the man the commit law, to the promise that he has made? The law is what it is. The law is not what it ought to be. So what the law has said is what we are obeying. It is only when there is an amendment, when we amend the law and the law decides that well somebody can that one it will be different. But as we speak now. The law is what it is, and the law is not what it ought to be. So the law says one man, one woman. And I'm saying that if the man goes in for another woman, then the next option is divorce. The only option available, if my, let's say I'm a woman, and my man goes in for another woman, the only option available for me, the law can't force the man to just be with her. Just the, the only a remedy available for me is for divorce. Mm. Because the law will only see the other woman. The, the law will not see the other woman as a wife to the man. At all material time, the law sees the wedded wife as a wife. Okay. Whoever is attached to it is not a wife in the eyes of the law. So at the law court, the man cannot say, I have two wives. The law will not accept that. The law will know you as the wife, but the other one, whoever the person is, will be another uh, subject matter, as it were. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Okay, um, my, 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 my listeners, um, I want to believe you, you, you may have questions bothering your mind. The, the lawyer, per what the lawyer is telling us, um, the law under the ordinance marriage gives one one biological woman and one biological man. And so, if you are with someone who is already married, the law is in your court. No, you have to advise yourself. Yes. yes. Advise because yourself. in the sight of the law, the law doesn't know you. It's, it's been an interesting discussion. Lord, is, is there any other thing you may want to add before we wrap up the discussion? You see, next uh, we can continue with the. The only advice I would like to give is that you see, when you are grown up and you want to marry, nobody forces you to marry, as we indicated earlier. Nobody will induce you or force you. Therefore, when you choose the type of marriage that you want to enter into, then abide by its laws. So if you want to marry under the ordinance, then forget about marrying another wife. Forget about you having another person in addition to because the law will not see that person as wife. Okay. So you go in for one woman, okay. then you stay for life. You, you have to have the definition in mind that it is one man, one wife. One man, one woman. It's a union for life. Note all these cardinal ways and abide by it. And as a Christian, you know, God will also bless you. Amen. Amen. Oh, it has been it has been an interesting discussion. But unfortunately, we couldn't exhaust discussion on the types of marriages. But I want to make another promise that next week when we meet, we'll, we'll finish the discussion on the types of marriages. The program has always been Law Matters, and this is Adventist World Radio. My name is David Amankwaje. We're privileged to have lawyer Clement Mafo with us. Until we come your way, same time next week, have a good day. Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address adventistworldradiogh at gmail.com adventistworldradiogh at gmail.com 
You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth. See you. 
We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849, plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com, AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana. Voice of hope. Voice of hope.